1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we prepare to welcome in the final weekend of the league season in Scotland. A day of mixed emotions lies in wait for Celtic with the trophy presentation and a goodbye to Tom Rogic and Nier Beaton. Rangers confirm fans' own plans for Seville but none for those staying in Glasgow. And tonight's the night we find out if our Broth or Inverness will face St Johnson for the last remaining spot in the Premiership next season. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Kenny Miller and Hugh Evans. There won't be a dry eye in the house tomorrow at Celtic Park in broad daylight too because it's the title winning party for Ange Postacoglu and his Celtic players and as you say Gordon it's farewell to Nier Beaton and Tom Rogic the Wizard of Oz what a bargain he's been signed from South Coast Mariners in 2013 for £400,000 that works out at less than £50,000 a season he's won everything several times over and you can look back on some memorable Tom Rogic goals this season that have taken Celtic to the title uh, and Kenny Miller it might be the case that you play up front for Rangers tomorrow such as the level of rotation because I think it's safe to say if it wasn't the case already it's all about Seville midweek rather than uh, an away trip to Tynecastle. yeah again as we approach the last weekend of the season there's not nothing to be decided uh, everything's all it's, every game's dead rubber if, if you will so it's, uh, I know. I suppose you've still got fourth and fifth. Who can who finishes up in, in the European position? So there's still that little kind of bit to sell. But yeah, moving forward, that's all eyes on Thursday night for Rangers. And and albeit after, I think people have forgot there's a Scottish Cup final coming up as well. Uh, that being how big the Europa League. Uh, you need to make it back been. from Seville first for that. Yeah, huh? well, that's the thing. I think the players will be fine, but there might be an empty Rangers end if uh, if Rangers get the job done next Thursday. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Let's hear from you, Celtic fans. Trophy day tomorrow. How much are you looking forward to? And what about the news that Tom Rogic is leaving? Did that come as a surprise to you? How do you look back on his time? Such a contribution. How sad will it be to see him go? Or is it the right time? I don't know. Maybe you'll surprise me and think that it is the right time to say goodbye. Near Beaton's been a long servant as well. So what did you make of that news today? It's goodbye, Rogic and Beaton. Pick up the phone. And let us know Rangers fans again It's a mix between football tactics and logistics I think there's been an update on fan zones in Seville uh, Nothing doing here for those that are staying in the country So please do pick up the phone We'll hear some good stuff from uh, Ryan Kent And the manager as well on the game And tomorrow is it as simple as that? Does every single member of the starting 11 for Wednesday Get rested tomorrow? Every single one? Or is there... A bit of a mix in there for you Let us know on the phones 01419511025 And by the way We're going to give you the chance to win a pair of tickets For tomorrow's game at Celtic Park For Trophy Day And you can help with an amazing cause At the same time So it's the ultimate win-win It's Celtic's first home game of course Since winning the title They face Motherwell Tickets are sold out So if you want to go You can enter this competition And you'll help the children Who need it most here in Glasgow and the West. So for your chance to be there and donate a fiver to Cash for Kids at the same time, text Celtic to 84901. That's Celtic to 84901. The lines are open until 8 o'clock tonight. So you really can't hang about. By the time we finish, that'll pretty much be it all over. So get the text in. Winner drawn at 9pm. Text costs a standard message rate plus the optional £5 charity donation. You can check the full T's and C's 
at Clyde1.com. 01419511025 on the phones. And what a time we've got, Hugh Keevens. As Kenny says, yes, there's nothing major to be decided in the top flight this weekend. But what about for those who are trying to get into the top flight? Let's not forget about that game tonight. Are yeah. both Inverness played to a finish tonight and St Johnson lie in wait? Dodie, I mean no harm. But I would love to see Dick Campbell win that match And the part-timer both take on St Johnston The winners of two cups last season now in serious decline I think both have a chance I watched the first leg last Friday night in Inverness both had the first half Inverness were all over them in the second half But could not score Squandered chances I just think there'll be a nice crowd at Gayfield tonight And I think the Bunnett Get them across the line uh, Listen it'll be a tight game I think again this is pretty much As it was a few weeks back When our both were playing Kilmarnock The holy Scottish football was against Dale and his, and his team that night They got the job done I think it'll be pretty much the same again tonight uh, A lot of the neutrals Wanting our both to go and finish the job off That they've been so close to achieving mm. automatically But Inverness are a good team. I was actually at the the previous game against Partick Thistle and I thought they were very, very good. I, I thought they would get the job done on the second leg. They did get it done. So they are a good team. It'll be a really good game. Uh, obviously, the prize that's waiting for them is obviously St Johnston and a chance to get into the Premier League. So huge, huge achievements there for both teams. Right, come on. You know the drill. 01419511025. What's on your mind? Whether it is... The game in Seville, the trip to Seville, the arrangements for Seville, whether it's Trophy Day and goodbye to Tom Rogic, your tributes to players that have served you Celtic fans so well, please do pick up the phone and let us know. Let's see who's first through then. He can set the tone. It's Paul, who's a Rangers fan from Kilmacombe. What's on your mind tonight, Paul? Yeah, hello. Good evening, panel. How's it going, Paul? Yeah, just a, just a wee bit miffed about Rangers uh, not having the fan zone. Uh, Ibrooks, you know, Stuart Robertson came on and said that, you know, because of all these security staffs away in Seville, but Frankfurt, they're having a, a, a beanbag to their stadium. And I would imagine it'd be the same for uh, Frankfurt. All their security staff will be in Seville. So if they can do it, why can't Rangers? And I mean, you know, they forget a bit as well. Rangers fans have really supported the team over the last good few years. When we've been down in the lower divisions, we've come all the way up, still supporting. And I think it's really bad that they haven't got anything on here in Ibrox, the home for home, uh, you know, for the fans, just to see what the panel yeah. thinks. I'm yeah. going myself, I'm going myself to Seville, and I'm glad we've, and the Mayor of Seville has said he'll welcome Rangers fans with open arms. It's good business. Yeah. Do you know what? Well, I like that, Paul, because that means you're you're not only interested in your own situation, you're you're sparing a thought for those who are not heading over. Let me just update the facts, Hugh, for anyone you know uh-huh. who's, who's missed it today and just tuning in. Um, so, Rangers announced today the match will be screened at the Kartuka Stadium, where Celtic played in the 2003 yep. final. So that's for supporters without a ticket for the match; they can gather there and watch together. However, as was hinted at yesterday, and as Paul raises. Uh, the club confirmed it was unable to arrange a similar beanback for Ibrox, stating safety staff required for such an event would all be in Spain. Um, they have said that they would like to you know, thank UEFA, Spanish police and local authorities for the, the cooperation over there. There's also a fan zone um, over in Seville as well, um, away from 
you know, I don't think the game's on there if you like somewhere mm-hmm. to gather. Uh, so whilst we understand the wish for supporters to be able to gather at our home for this momentous occasion, we don't have sufficient staffing resources to host such a large event. Um, we couldn't safely operate this an event of this size without the presence of the safety team they're required in Spain and, and so on. We acknowledge and understand the disappointment and frustration, but there was no safe way of delivering a match day screening. It's not washing with fans like Paul. Others may be on board. Paul's the first one through and he's not having it. Well, first of all, it's a complex matter. Uh, if you have 50,000 people inside Ibrox, or let me say tens of thousands of people, 20, 30, 40, maybe even the whole shebang, 50, you then require to have match day security in place. Mm. And that means the police, Police Scotland have to be there in the same number that they would be if Rangers were playing a league game at Ibrox. That's a, a situation for Police Scotland to address. Rangers, I'm slightly surprised because it does get the Rangers fans in there. It does have a safely contained unit about it all. And if they have security staff, do all of them need to go to Seville? I don't know. Well, but that, that's what they say, yes. So I think the answer to that is yes. And Hugh's right, you know, that there would be resources have to go into it. And Frankfurt are maybe dealing with a different police force and a different local authority. So we, we don't know if you're comparing apples and apples. But you can understand, Kenny, why fans like Paul on the outside are saying, well, hold on a minute, Frankfurt are in a very similar boat, if not in the same boat. And they're beaming it back to their stadium, so why can't we? I can understand, fully understand the frustrations behind it because not everybody can get there. Again, we'll probably hear some stories about logistics and some wild routes that everybody's going to be going on to get there next week. So there's a lot of fans, tens of thousands of fans, like you says, it would be loving to turn up next Wednesday at Ibrox to watch the team hopefully lift the Europa League. On the other side of it, I genuinely think what Paul says, the support of the Rangers fans... Forget the journey, the, the whole journey the club's been on over the last nine years, but the support alone in this European journey has been absolutely sensational. I mean, the support, is, again, has been talked about for a number of years now and, and, and what it's meant to the football club to have that. I mean, I was at a game against Peterhead in Division 3 when there was 50,000 there. You know, it was absolutely sensational. So the support has, has been unwavering and, and it's completely... Uh, I mean, I'm sure Rangers are thankful for that, and they are. So if they could have done it, I would be very surprised if they didn't. You know, so as much as I can understand the frustrations, I'm sure everybody involved in mm. connected with Rangers Football Club, if they could have done it safely and were able to do it for the fans that have been so supportive over a long, long time, I'm sure they would have done it. So what situation do you find yourself in, Paul? You're going to Seville. Do you have a ticket or are you be watching it at this other stadium? No, I haven't got a ticket, no, and... Uh, I think it's even going to be hard to get a ticket for the other stadium with the amount of fans that are going to go to Seville. Uh, so, but there's other, there's another company that's been on saying they're going to have a fiesta for Glasgow fans. I mean, it's great business opportunity for them out there. You know, what I mean, after especially after COVID and everything that Spain's went through with tourism and. This is a massive thing for them. But there has been rumours of 80,000 German fans going. I mean, this is going to be huge for Seville. Absolutely huge, you know what I mean? But I just feel aggrieved that the guys back here, there's a lot of guys I know that aren't going to make it uh, to Seville. And, and and let's face it, when we win next Wednesday, Ibrox is going to have tens of thousands of people there anyway. Well, when we win, he says, that's the confidence. Love that, yeah. That confidence that, in there. Yeah. Um, 
Hugh, the, the whole frustration can probably be extended to the fact that the stadium that the beanback is on is the one that you went to when yeah. Celtic played in Seville, and that's bigger. You yeah. know, that's, a, that's bigger than the one that's that the actual, daft it is, yeah. uh, matches on, so uh, that's not I, ideal. I can understand people being aggrieved. Um, I don't know where we stand with regard to a place like, off the top of my head, Glasgow Green. Where and an events company comes in and yeah. does it for you And then it doesn't matter if Rangers safety staff are, Or security staff are in Seville or anywhere else for that because matter Because whoever is putting on the event Will also have to understand That they have to pay for the police Because they say you can't have tens of thousands of people In a city location And not have it properly policed But I cannot stand here And say that Stuart Robertson Is trying to pull the wool over the eyes Of the Rangers fans If he says it can't be done I have to take the man at face value If he says it can't be done It can't be done This is where the challenge is on this show You're asked to turn your hand to a lot of things You know we're events organisers now (laughs) We've tried a lot of different things over the years Never events organising So why not We'll give it a bash And see how we get on Thank you to Paul and Kilmacomb Enjoy your trip Let's hear from Ryan Kent This sort of sums up as well You know where everyone is that he says they're all gearing up for the biggest game of their careers for sure and he says everyone and anyone getting in contact with him to try and get a ticket uh, it's incredible you know for everybody associated to the football club um, you know on a personal level it's something that I've always strived for in my career to you know try to get to the top in, in football and um, you know it's an opportunity that I'll be relishing yeah without a doubt it's it you know everybody in the teams it's the biggest game of their career um, you know, I don't think we'll let the the occasion get the better of us. Um, you know, we, we know what's still ahead of us, but yeah, without a doubt, it's the biggest game. You know, we've come up against some top class opposition. Um, and nothing changes going into the final. Uh, yeah, I got family I didn't even know I had <laughs> asking for tickets. Um, but yeah, so it's it's great for everybody, for everybody's family to you know be involved in something like this. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Jeffrey is hanging on the line in Gifnook. What's your point tonight, Jeffrey? Good evening, um, and uh, thank you very much for the programme the other night, um, Wednesday night, it was a good programme. I'm just a, a wee bit aggrieved at what's going on at Ibrox just now. Um, when Rangers knew they were coming to the final, they could have done something to to appease the fans that can't travel. Um, they could have put a bean back at Ibrox, that's been done before. Uh, but not in 2008, unfortunately. Um, I just don't understand why it couldn't have done something at Ibrox. Um, I know it's so little notice. You only had a two-week notice, but knowing that Rangers could have got into the final, they could have done something. Yeah, I think well, the answer, the official answer is that, you know, we, we mentioned it earlier, the security staff that would be required to... Make that go ahead at Ibrox will all be in Seville. That that's Rangers' official explanation. I can detect that a lot of fans aren't aren't buying that, Jeffrey. I, I appreciate that. I can't tell you how to feel, but that's the that's the official line. I don't agree with that. I mean, they could have got security from somewhere else. I mean, there's other security firms that would probably go to Ibrox and do the game. I don't accept that. I mean, it's just a slap in the face to the fans at Ibrox. For their, for their for their support through the season, and I would also like to th- uh, congratulate Celtic on winning the league. I mean, we threw it away. We, we've thrown it away uh, the second half of the season by losing stupid points, drawing too many games. Celtic deserved it.
Yeah, you, I mean, again, that that's two who are just on the same frustration. And Rangers have offered their official explanation. Um, I think what is not what's not helping the Rangers board here is the fact that all the other finalists are, appear to be beaming it back somewhere, not necessarily into their stadium with full crowds, but you know whether it's just a venue in the city centre. It looks like all the other clubs who are in finals of European competition are managing it now. Whether that is an unfair comparison or not I'm sure the Rangers board would point that out but that's clearly what's fueling fan frustration from Jeffrey and Paul and others I am speaking now as a layman and not as someone who as we agreed earlier we are not events organisers however the minute John Lundstrom's shot hit the back of the net were I on the Rangers board and had some sway in these matters I would have thought right we know what's going to happen here. There is going to be an immense migration of fans to Seville. Tens of thousands. But there will be tens of thousands who can't get to Seville for whatever reason. And we need to accommodate mm. them here at Ibrooks. Now, as I say, I'm a layman. I don't know how many people are employed in terms of security yeah. at Rangers. But I have to think that you liaise with Police Scotland and say this is what to do yeah. and that may well have been happening in, in the background if for that, sure if that has not happened then I have to think and I cannot give a definitive mm. answer I have to think that's because Rangers and Police Scotland couldn't make it happen yeah. I think that's and also where the frustration comes Kenny and this would be out with Rangers hands and, and sort of falls on UEFA only 9,000 tickets have been given for this game So it's all well and good us saying Ah but don't worry 90,000 will go You know what we're like We travel in our number But only 9,000 tickets So though What what if Those other 82,000 And I'm just throwing these numbers out Had decided to just not travel And take some of the earlier advice in the week And say well I'm not going to a foreign country Without a ticket for the match Then how many people would you have here Who, who want a sort of organised Communal way of watching the match as much as we've discussed it already, you have to take it at face value, uh, what the statement is and what the reasons behind it are. For me, though, again, I'd go even one step further than what you said. Forget Lundstrom's goal going on. There is a potential to Provisional make, plans absolutely. before that. 14 years ago, we've seen what had happened with 250,000 descending on Manchester. You know, like, that is the kind of level of support that these clubs get. You know, so could there already have been talks in place? If we do make the final... Can we have either been back to Ibrox and can we have a separate company or a, our events organiser coming to do it? Or is there mm. a, a, a different venue in the city where we could house 10, 20, 30,000 fans? At least it gives them somewhere that they can watch the game together and hopefully celebrate a Europa Cup win. Anyway, it's supposed to be a time of excitement and optimism and looking forward, Jeffrey. I know it's not the build up you wanted, but. Uh, try and uh, try and enjoy the week coming up. That was Jeffrey and Giffnock on 01419511025. Celtic fans. Big news today Tom Rogic is leaving At the end of the season So is near beat on What did you make of that news? Does it surprise you? Does it disappoint you? Is it the right time? And how do you look back On the contribution That they've made? We'll hear from Ange Postacoglu And we'll hear from you Next You are the voice Of Scottish football Call 0141 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans And Kenny Miller Are here It's 0141 and you can tweet us as well at Clyde SSB. Some breaking news for you Celtic fans today and I'd be very keen to get your reaction to it that Tom Rogic and Neil Beaton are to leave at the end of the season. 
How do you feel about it? Was it a shock? Is it the wrong time, the right time? And how do you look back on uh, their time at the club? They have said they want to try new challenges after helping Celtic win this latest title. Of course, they'll say farewell tomorrow. And um, yeah, quite the contribution from them both. Let's hear from Ange Postacoglu, and then we'll bring in Chris and Canvas Lang. He, he says that they all agreed that Rogic beat on and the club all agreed this summer was the right time to part ways. However, he's delighted that they can get the perfect send-off tomorrow. I think it's great news. Um, yeah, both Tom and Nia, you know, I've always had discussions with them during the year about you know their futures and, and you know, both players who've given enormous... T- you know, an enormous amount of service to this football club and they've enjoyed every minute of it. But, you know, they're two guys who, you know, come from, you know, the other side of the world. And I think at some point you need to have these discussions about, you know, what their next step is going to be and I, what I really wanted. And, you know, fortunately the scenario played out. I, I just wanted them to, to go in the right manner in, in, in respect that, you know, I'm sure the fans, you know, want to acknowledge them tomorrow and, and say goodbye in a proper way. And I know the players do, you know. So I think it's it's a great day for our football club. It doesn't always happen when, you know, these kind of things reach a conclusion. Sometimes, uh, you know, football can be a pretty brutal industry. But I think in this scenario, I think we as a football club get to honour two of our greats and, and they get it the opportunity to say goodbye, you know, at Celtic Park in front of 60,000 as uh, as champions. What did you make of that announcement today, Hugh? And how would you sum up their contribution? First of all, it had to be made today. You have to let the fans know that tomorrow is your chance to say goodbye to Tom Rogic and Nier Beaton, whose contribution to Celtic over the nine years they've both been there has been immense. Uh, Tom Rogic... This season Has scored memorable goals Goal of the season As voted for by PFA Scotland Against Dundee United at Tannadice And The game at Ibrox when Celtic won 2-1 The way in which Celtic went a goal down And it was mayhem But the way in which Tom Rogic Caressed the ball into the net To make it 1-1 That's the trademark Tom Rogic And who will ever forget the cup final, thunder, lightning. Rogic goes into the penalty area with a minute to go and wins the cup. That's the kind of contribution he's made. Near Beaton, a steady Eddie, always there for Celtic, always there to plug any hole that, that needs to be plugged, uh, and again has been rewarded by many, many trophies. Emotion will hang in the air tomorrow. Ange Postacoglu will now give them a Hollywood send-off because they'll either start and come off to an emotional farewell or he'll bring them on later on again for an mm. emotional farewell. 34 honours between them, near Beaton and Tom Rogic. So it's quite a, a change, players that have been there for a long time. Let's see what Chris and Canvas Lang makes of that today. Chris, how would you sum it up? Hi Gordon, uh, Hugh and Kenny. Um, yep, yeah, I, I I just think Ange Postecoglou. I, I don't think the guy uh, said anything wrong all season. To be honest, he's in his interview there. Um, I spoke to a few of my mates this morning. They were all shocked at the news with Tom Rogic, especially. But I'll be honest, I'm not surprised. I think I, w- I was really surprised he actually stayed on. If you looked at him at the end of uh, most of last season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he was playing with his head down, lack of confidence. You know, it was his worst season in the jersey, to be honest. But this season has just been a complete turnaround. And um, I think the way I've seen it is Ange might have gotten together at the start of, you know, the start of this season and say, right, Tom, let's have one big kind of last hurrah kind of thing. 
obviously known him uh, for Australia and things like that as well. And he's like, I, I think he's just said, give me one last big season. Um, and he's absolutely played out his skin the whole year. Um, and, and obviously the other the title with the rest of the guys. But um, I'm not shocked in the slightest. And I actually think it's probably the right decision for him to move on. Um, you know, I think next season with the Champions League coming up, I think the way Ange needs to go, or the way he might be thinking, is we need more box-to-box players in the middle of the park, the way Callum McGregor is, for example. Um, in terms of the SPL, we've squished it, obviously, you know, and ever since uh, the last defeat in October, I think it was. Um, you know, we've not, we've not lost any games in the league, but I think in Europe we've been exposed, and I think in the middle of the park, um, we need more guys in the middle that can get up and down the park, like Callum McGregor, for example. Um <clears throat> I just mentioned a goal because I think Tom um as a you know, he's a, he's an athlete but I don't think he gets up and in the park as well as he did maybe when he was a bit younger and, and he's obviously had criticism we only lasted sixty minutes here and there and things like that. So I think Andrew try and bring in you know, younger, fresher midfielders that can get up and in the park better, you know. It's a fair point, uh, Ke- Kenny, what how good's Tom Rogic been for Celtic in his time? I think he's a wonderful player. <clears throat> it's, uh, I mean, it was on the receiving end of a lot of his <laughs> top performances over that spell where he scored, seemed to score against Rangers uh, every time they played. You know, he's a, you know, it's in that player. I mean, just to touch on what Chris is saying there, you're right. Maybe he's uh, he's not that type of player. You know, he's not the type of player that's going to go box to box. He's got uh, great legs and, and energy. Is is a technician. You know, and as as far as they go, there's. You'd have to look far and wide to find a better one that's played the game over the last 15, 20 years in Scotland. The way he receives the ball, the the big moments that he creates. Yeah, listen, players don't always play to the top, top of their game. You know, but when the big moments are called on, the best players deliver. And I think over the course of Tom's mm. Celtic career, he, he certainly has done that. Yeah, it's funny, Hugh. Sometimes that's, that's a strangely accurate way of measuring things in Glasgow. I think a lot of Rangers fans will be happy Tom Rogic oh, yeah. is leaving. That's, that's just the way it works. But it's not just... You know, Kenny mentions numerous goals against Rangers. You've mentioned the Aberdeen day to, uh-huh. to round off the invincible treble. I think off the top of my head, and I, I won't be able to recall them the way Chris and the other Celtic fans can, did he not score a screamer at Rugby Park to yeah. really get Ronnie Dial out of trouble and almost you know push Celtic on to winning that league? Just when it looked like Brendan Rodgers might suffer a first defeat with not a couple down at Fir Park, yep. and he was the one that rounded off the, the comeback when they won, was it 4-3 in the end? His highlights reel will be unbelievable. As Kenny says, that no one here is pretending that he played 90 minutes every week and was wonderful for all of them. But the, the moments he's produced, the trophies that he's won, it's going to be, is that going to be tough to replace? Well, I, I get the impression that Ange Postacoglu's got things all worked out in his mind. He knows he's got the money in the bank now from the Champions League group stages. And I think if he is allowing Tommy, as he calls him, to go back to Australia uh, He knows he's going to be bringing in players That are for tomorrow uh, I think also there's a human dimension to this Tom Rogic is Australian He's lived here for nine years If he now feels that It's time to go home Then who can begrudge the man uh, His chance to go home He wants to be back in Australia Because Kylie Minogue and Jason Donovan Are back for the final ever episode of Neighbours And he wants to be there Maybe the weather this year has just tipped him over the edge, Kenny. It's been so bad. I mean, it's mid-May and it's freezing, but 
Yeah. Listen, know. the only thing I'd say on that, like we're, we're talking as if Tom Noakes is 35, 36. He's 29. Yeah. It's probably Listen, a different football challenge he's looking for rather than going yeah, home, isn't I, it? I, 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 would, I would hope so because I still think as a footballer he, he would have too much to give to go. And again, that's nothing against the, the A League that I've worked in. But I think he's a top, top player, you know, so he could. There's no doubt he could play down in England. He mm-hmm. could go to a different league abroad and still be playing at the top level. So it'll be interesting. See interesting to see where he goes. Uh, Chris, talking about you know what comes next. Although they've played together and they've supplemented each other, is there maybe a case to say Matt O'Reilly was brought in to be Tom Rogic's replacement in the long term? Well, without a doubt, and I think um, as the guys mentioned, you know you you, you can't question Tom Rogic's technical ability. The guy's an absolute worldie, you know, in terms of how he can get past players, how he can drift by guys and they've not even seen him. You know, it's incredible. And some of the moments that he's given the fans all the years have just been sensational. You know, you can't credit the guy highly enough. But, you know, personal opinion would be that I think uh, O'Reilly receives the ball better, turns a bit quicker. Um, maybe doesn't get past the man the way Tom Bogic does, but I think he finds the passes as well. Something that's maybe, uh, that, 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 that Tom Bogic maybe doesn't do as well as O'Reilly, but, I think in the long term, you know, O'Reilly's only been in the door since January and what he's done in that time, I think he's got a huge future at Celtic. So I think we have got a ready a ready made replacement. Um, but at the same time, I don't think Ange can afford to go into Europe next year with one player that can do the, the running, the defending and, and and attacking and scoring goals away, as I say, the way Cal McGregor does. I think we need another couple of players in that mould. Uh, to avoid any kind of doings in the Champions League, if I'm being honest, um, Tom's a, a luxury player where you know he can get up the part. He's a, he's so technical, he can produce magical moments. But I don't think, but for example, I think the Scottish Cup semi-final, he looked as though he was towing a, towing a caravan for some reason. Um, so there's just certain games like that, but he, he he doesn't quite you know have the energy levels for some reason. So I think younger, fitter. Um, players will come in and, and it'll free up a wage at the end of the day to go and get somebody on decent money you know Thank you very much it was nice to speak to you Chris I think at the end of the day he gets a respectful farewell tomorrow as near Beaton does too he's been outrageous value for money Tom Rogic and you know to be nine years at Celtic foreign players coming in here that's a real long shift you know Henrik Larson did seven years uh, and the Celtic were more than grateful for that So he's given Celtic everything mm. for nine years Tomorrow he gets the hero's farewell uh, Let's bring in James and Barmullock and get his take on it, James Hi there, how you doing panel? Not bad, how are you? Aye, not too bad, not too bad um, I'm just, I'm quite gutted about Tom Roderick leaving to be honest with you Because I think they're going to They've still got a year left on their contract as well So is Celtic just releasing them or are they getting... No, 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 his contract was uh, up No, I think a year left I still got a year yeah, left. Yeah, a year left. So that's the thing. It sounds like they've just been. They're just getting released, or what's the story there? You know. Um, I think that's certainly the case with with Rogic. It looks like there was a year left, and so well, listening to Ange Postecoglou talking about best for everyone. Is it just one of those where you just all get round the table? Just, that's, that's what it sounds like. You know, I mean, that's that's quite uh, rare to actually hear someone with a contract who is now leaving without someone actually buying them or without some kind of agreement being in place with a club, or at least a payoff. This seems to be a real mutual agreement that Tom maybe feels, yep, maybe it's time I go and move on to do something else. Again, he's approaching 30. We're using 29 as a positive, but when he gets to 30, he might not still get the opportunities that he might get now, and the club seem happy for him to go. Mm-hmm. Maybe that is because O'Reilly's through the door. Uh, but, again, 
if they'd want it's fair play Celtic because if they'd wanted to maybe get a little bit of money for Tom Rogic mm-hmm. and a transfer fee I'm sure there'd be a few people who'd pay a few quid yeah. for him yeah but he signed a five year deal until next year right they had they had the offer of money uh, from Qatar uh, it almost happened but I think you really and truly in the immediate aftermath of a title win and Ange Postacoglu has clearly given his blessing to what's taking place because Ange Postacoglu knows what the public don't know and that's who is coming in to replace the likes of Beaton and Rogic I think you have to mm. say the man has given you unbelievable yeah. value for money say goodbye on his way. Yeah. Uh, James how do you look back on his contribution and I feel I feel like near Beaton's been left out here a little bit but obviously Tom Rogic has been the match winner on so many occasions how do you look back on his contribution I'll, I'll look back fond on, on the two of their contributions. I think the two of them have been great servants to the club. You can't deny that. They've been here for about nine, ten years, the two of them. You know what I mean? They've spent most of their careers here. So, I just, it's, I just don't know. I don't know. I think Celtic have got a bad a bad track record of doing that. They've let, they've let that in Cham go as well. You know what I mean? It's not as if they're a, they're a big superpower. They've not got millions upon millions just to waste. There's value left in these players. I think they should be getting sold on. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, Kenny, how do you, what do you make of the, the point about, you know, Maybe O'Reilly is the sort of successor in one regard, and then you just sign other midfielders, you know, different types to supplement that. And I also wondered about, because you'll know this more than any of us, that the challenge that Celtic and Rangers face week in, week out is 10 men behind the ball and making things really difficult for you. Is that where people like Tom Rogic come into their own? Is that the bit that's hard to replace? I th- listen, I absolutely agree with James. There is a value, absolute value. If it's not a monetary value in regards to getting, like, like selling them on, it's what he actually brings to the team. You know, it does absolutely stink the fact that they've actually, they've sat down, they've had a discussion, both parties feel it might be the right, and by the way, rightly or wrongly, in, in a fan's eye, it doesn't matter, Ange and Tom Roberts have had a conversation and beat on, and they've decided now is the time. I think Tom Roberts, like I said, at 29 years old, he's got 250 games for Celtic, he's got some massive goals, big games, big big moments that he's contributed to over, the, over these nine, nine and a half years. It's, I'm surprised to be honest with you they're just letting him go in his merry way you know but like you say in the aftermath and all the uh, uh, league title and all the euphoria that, that brings and how decorated both players have been at the football club maybe it's been a like I said it just seems like it's been a real mutual decision they're coming together between club and player and they think yeah now's the time and I think and Ange and then you has don't... to give it his blessing though that's the thing he must think right okay no problem we will either have the ready-made replacement in, in Matt O'Reilly or we are going to be looking at this, this and this mm. that are going to come in and be able to do what you do but maybe give us a little mm. bit more. I think you have to recognise the service that they have given uh, and they've reached a, a period in their lives and in their professional careers where are you really going to have Celtic hold them to ransom? It's you know, very rare though, Hugh. That's the thing. Mm. It's yeah. very, very rare that this kind of scenario occurs at football clubs. Well, it's the big farewell tomorrow and you could see it, James and Barmulloch or anyone else. There's a pair of tickets up for grabs for Trophy Day and the farewell tomorrow and it all pays into a good cause as well. It's an aid of cash for kids. All you need to do is text, donate £5 to cash for kids and you could win the tickets. So it seems like a, a bit of a win-win situation uh, for Celtic fans or anyone else who wants to go, you can text Celtic right now to 84901. That's text Celtic to 84901. Lines open until 8pm tonight. Winner drawn at 9. Text cost a standard message plus your optional £5 charity donation. And the T's and C's are at Clyde1.com. Keep your calls coming. 
0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Kenny Miller and Hugh Keevans are here at 0141-951-1025 if you'd like to get in touch, and we would certainly like it too. Uh, you can tweet at Clyde SSB. Uh, third frame is on there Says Near Beaton and Tom Rogic Need to cram as much football In their remaining years as possible They're unlikely to feature that much In the Ange era Both have been great servants Deserve a great send off 34 winners medals Between them That's quite a haul yeah. Hugh Keevans uh, you would uh, have to say Yeah I think that's a Third frame has delivered A, a, a sensible summary of events uh, And I'm quite sure that the fans will rise literally to both of them tomorrow. Mm. Uh, well, I guess it's all part of that bigger picture of planning and preparation for next season. Ange Postecoglou says qualifying for the group stages gives them certainty and clarity this summer. He says it boosts them when it comes to pre-season planning, rest and recruitment. Yeah, there was plenty of motivations to win the title this year, not least that didn't win it last year, but knowing potentially that extra carrot was there was a massive motivator um, because just for me, I just felt that it was a great way to sort of, you know, accelerate our growth as a football club by being involved at that level and getting exposed at that level, our players, our team, our football club. That's the level we want to be at every year. Um, But, you know, if having to qualify, particularly, you know, we all know the qualification process is not straightforward. It, it, it affects your pre-season. It affects the time off the players have. There's all these ramifications. It affects your recruiting because you just don't know, are you recruiting for Champions League or are you not? So all these kind of things now we can, you know, we can work with a lot more certainty in this off-season to give the players a break, have a really good pre-season, also identify the players we want, knowing we're going to be playing in Champions League. And, uh, and beside all that, man, it's going to be exciting. You know, Celtic Park, Champions League, um, bloody brilliant. <laughs> is that is that a fair assessment, Kenny? You know, everyone talks about the Champions League and the money, and it's great. And that that's always held up as the most important thing. But actually for a manager in terms of once you even get beyond the carrot, the incentive of signing players, just being able to know for sure what you're doing, when you're doing it, when you can go away, what level you're going to be playing at, not hanging all on that brutal run of qualifiers. That must be a nice bit of certainty. It'll be massive for them, you know, and that's the word, it's, it's, it's clarity. It's knowing where you're at, when your first games are, when you're going to be playing. We actually, I actually went through it in 2017. I hate to bring that up, that first European game against <laughs> Progress, because it still haunts my yeah, I nightmares, that you know. But it's uh, you've got a pre-season plan in place and you think, right, okay, even if you get past that, because you should get past that and then you get a tough one, it's still four games. Well, we were out and it's start of July. So you've got another four weeks before, three, four weeks before the first game. So now you're scrambling about trying to arrange pre-season friendlies and things. So that's what Andrew's talking about in regards to that. It also gives the recruitment side a real boost. You can now say, right, you want to come? Mm-hmm. Right, this is it. We're playing Champs League. You'll get a chance to showcase your talents on that platform Rather than, oh don't worry, look, we'll, we'll probably uh, no, make right, it we'll through the there, four right. qualifying yeah, rounds yeah, that... And we'll get there, we're on the Champions route So we're fine, we'll, we'll, we're on the Champions mm-hmm. route, we'll get there Well, it's no easy, it's what our Scottish clubs have found over the last few years So The country's profile has been lifted this season by Celtic and Rangers I, I just think that people, players are looking at Scotland now And thinking, uh, I'd like a bit of that at Celtic or Rangers 01419511025 That's what Stephen in Barhead has dialed What's your take on this big uh, transfer news today Stephen? Hi Gordon, uh, Hugh and Kenny, how's things? Good thank you, good, are you well? 
Yeah, I'm fine. Good man. First time I've phoned in in many, many years. So. Tom Rogic leaving's broken your heart so much that you've decided to get back in touch. Is that what it is? No, no. I, I used to run my own podcast, and Hugh was the first person I ever interviewed uh, for that podcast. And I think it's my fault. He's on Twitter, to be honest. Oh dear. Because because the, the last question I asked him during a forty minute interview was, "Would you ever join social media?" You're and he to said blame. No. You're he to said blame. No. <laughs> and then about a week later, he was on Twitter throwing grenades, and he's been there ever since. Oh. Yeah, he has a he has a complex relationship with Twitter, Stephen. I always tell I can always tell when he's on the red wine late at night, and the twi- the tweets start coming. Is that is that fair? Am I, I being harsh? I have nothing to say on that matter. <laughs> you, Is that you, an unfair accusation? No, Will your lawyer be in touch? Not at all. You, you, you're perfectly correct. But uh, <laughs> I, I wish uh, I could name the guilty man, Stephen, but I won't. It was a guilty man who worked in here at that time and now works for Celtic, and he he insisted I go on. So that's how it happened There we go Stephen obviously planted the seed though That's the that's the real truth of it What do you make of this then Stephen, Tom Rogic I don't know Surprised? Disappointed? How does it work? I'm not surprised uh, In a way I think When Ange came in last year I think he looked at the squad And it was so threadbare um, And he, he probably asked The likes of Nir Beton And Rogic To you know Stick around for another year Because he probably needed A bit of experience And a bit of know-how About the club Just to Try and rebuild And I think The guys have given everything In the last year You know When fit And I think it's It's quite apt That they're leaving You know As champions And they get to leave On a good note Because last season Was a pretty much a disaster So I'm not surprised mm-hmm. But you know I, I hope I wish the guys All the best And where they, wherever they end up And wherever they go Because they've They've given everything To Celtic And they've I mean I think Tom Rogic Gave me probably One of my top five moments Of being a Celtic fan Over the last 30 years you know uh, just that day at Hamden for the Invincible treble was just you know mind blown and it's, it's it's right up there with my greatest moments anyway yeah I think that a lot of people will be able to list off those moments Hugh because those are the things that stick with you as a fan even some of the individual goals that maybe didn't directly contribute but when you're doing them in those moments then it's, it's easy to see why Stephen and others will Remember it fondly Yeah uh, That's why I think Everyone should let him go Appreciate that the club Are doing the honourable thing By him And by Nia Beaton uh, Don't always think in Narrow minded terms that, Oh because I wrung a few quid Out of them uh, You know I think Celtic have uh, Done the right thing And I really do believe Ange Postacoglu Is 100% behind The decision to let Tom Rogic go Otherwise, he would have dug his heels in. Uh, but he got out of Tom Rogic the finale mm. to his Celtic career that was all that anyone could have asked for. Kenny, we've already speculated about events management on tonight's show, so we might as well just speculate on actual football matters. You know, Stephen talking about this always being Tom Rogic's last season and the, the previous caller was, you know, I don't understand. Why would you let him go for nothing if you could squeeze a small transfer fee? And it that is a sensible answer as, as to why We're at, There was talk of Tom Rogic leaving previously Maybe he wanted to Wanted a new challenge Maybe there are big money offers elsewhere And the compromise from Celtic and Ange Postacoglu Was look Give us everything you've got this season Let's make it work Let's go out on a high And then we'll let you leave And we'll let you go And the club that takes you Won't need to pay a transfer fee So even more will go in your pocket And all that sort of stuff Listen, it seems to make sense. You could be adding two Good, and two we'll together and coming up five, we'll no problem. It. But no, it does seem to it seems to make sense because like I say it's I've, I've tried to wrap my brain of where these types of scenarios have happened through the course of my career or, or seeing that a similar situation develop and, and I can't 
you know, so it's, uh, it, it does look like there was maybe one Australian to the other. Can you give me a bit of help this year? That the squad's not in a good place. We need to rebuild. We need you to stay. You know, can you give me another year and we will mm. look at the end of the season and letting you go for nothing, even though you've got a year left? It does look like those mm. types of conversations will have been there. And, you know, and the bottom line is he's been a wonderful servant, almost 10 years at the football club. Uh, had massive moments that every every Celtic fan that's been on I've, I've talked about whether it be the cup final whether it be goals against Rangers whether it be goals against Kamarnock or Motherwell that have been huge huge moments and, and by some wonderful finishes over the course of that as well like Gink you said at the start of the show he seemed to caress the ball and he, he picked a spot and, and he, he bent it in there there was no a lot of these he knew it was coming he and you couldn't really do just, much about it you know you can't do anything about it you know so he's a wonderful player all kinds of uh, honours at, at yep. the football club, league titles and cups. So it's uh, yeah, it'll be missed, you know, in the Scottish game. There's no doubt about that. But I think everybody would wish him all mm. the very best and whatever he chooses to do. Stephen, I'm very late for beat the pundit, but just promise me you won't leave it so long before getting in touch next time. No, I'll be in touch uh, next season. I would say. Good okay. man, that was Stephen and Barhead takes us up to this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. Thescottishsun.co.uk/slash/football. Come on then, beat the pundit time. One of your last chances to play this season. We've only got two sign balls left. We're down to seven shows. Seven shows left. Only two sign balls. Don't mess it up, Hugh Evans or Kenny Miller. If you want to play tonight, now's the time. To call 01419511025 uh, And don't forget Just for getting through tonight Like we've done all week You get some tickets For the summer night race Meeting at Air Racecourse 17th and 18th of June You can of course Get them online But you'd rather win them this way Embarrass Hugh Keevens Or Kenny Miller And get a signed ball It's a triple whammy 01419511025 Lines close at 7 Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Kenny Miller are here 01419511025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB Rangers fans, we're going to get you the inside track on Frankfurt very soon So make sure you don't miss that And we will play this first Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Right, let's do this then for the last time this week For one of the last games of the season It is Beat the Pundit time We'll bring in Nathan in Motherwell How's it going Nathan? It's happening, how's it going guys? You're a winner already, that's what's happening Nathan You are going to the summer night race meeting at Air Racecourse Or at least you can give the tickets to someone and be popular How does that sound? Uh, I think I'll give it my dad for his birthday <laughs> I hope he's not listening I'm even paid for him <laughs> His dad's getting for his birthday Hugh oh, well, that's, good. that's wise, I think that's clever A dutiful son it's the type of thing Gordon DL would do, isn't it? Really? Get something for free and gift it to someone else. No. As a pre- just would keep it himself. Correct. He's a Celtic fan, so I'll make up for them to win next week. <laughs> oh, there we are. So Nathan's going to turn up on Thursday morning if Rangers win. Rangers strip on. Smile from ear to ear and say, don't worry, Dad, there you are. Tickets to the race. I like it. He's got it all, He's got it all figured out. Anyway, we'll toss the coin, Nathan, and see who you are up against. It will be heads for Hugh Keevans, tails for Kenny Miller. It was heads last night. And it's tails tonight Kenny up against Nathan In Motherwell So let's make sure Kenny can't hear what's going on Like that The magic button works Nathan No you can still hear me Kenny No Good he's giving me the right sign Ah two seconds Ah see producer Callum's on hand Hugh To smooth these I was going to ask you to come round here Hugh And press the right buttons But I thought the station would get put off here Right 30 seconds Nathan Just answer as many as you can And pass if you don't know Alright 
Let's go. Who played more league games for Celtic, Tom Rogic or Near Beaton? Rogic. What squad number does Steve Davis currently wear for Rangers? 15. How many spells did Keith Lasley have with Motherwell as a player? Two. What nationality is Hib striker Elias Melkerson? Iceland. Name any three of the men who permanently managed our growth immediately before Dick Campbell. Name the only manager Ross County have had who isn't Scottish. I think he's done it again I think producer Callum Is just in a stinker of a mood At the moment And he's making these questions Really difficult Kenny can you hear us Yep Right I think they're tough again tonight I don't know what's up with this guy Over my shoulder He just oh. He's obviously getting fed up At the end of the season Are you ready Yep Let's go Who played more league games For Celtic Tom Rogic or Nier Beaton Rogic What squad number Does Steve Davis Currently wear for Rangers Ten. How many spells Did Keith Lasley have As a player for Motherwell Two what nationality is Hibs striker Elias Melkerson? Norwegian. Name any of the three men who permanently managed our growth immediately before Dick Campbell. Pass. Name the only manager Ross County have had who isn't Scottish. Pass. Who is the current Livingston club captain? Pittman. Okay. Nathan, they were tough, weren't they? It was the only question you got right I think So I wouldn't worry about that uh, Let's find out I'm only kidding Or am I in fact As I look through the page Let's find out Who played more league games for Celtic Tom Rogic or Nier Beaton You both went Rogic You were both wrong Oh Nier Beaton has played 11 more league games than Tom Rogic So there we go Uh, 0-0 after one question Steve Davis wears 10 at the moment So Kenny goes one in front You are bang on Nathan You do know things about Keith Lasley It's two spells as a Motherwell player In between uh, a period at Plymouth Um, So Kenny got that unfortunately as well So it's 2-1 to him Elias Melkerson I thought this was a good educated guess Nathan you said Icelandic He's Norwegian Kenny goes 3-1 in front uh, the Arbroath managers before Dick Campbell That's really tough Nathan For a non-Arbroath fan Paul Sheeran, Alan Moore, Todd Lumsden So it's still 3-1 to Kenny And again As if not only is he giving you tough questions The 50-50's only got 11 games in it And then he's almost thrown a bit of a trick question in here The only Ross County manager who isn't Scottish None I mean he is Scottish But he didn't represent Scotland So that usually rules him out of quiz questions Own coil Oh, okay. So there we go. And that uh, is a tricky one, yeah. Yeah, I, look at he's just so proud of himself with his <laughs> smug history there. And Nicky Devlin is the Olivia club captain. It, yep. But he did enough. A 3 1 for Miller and Nathan, you're stuck with just the racing tickets, which is a good price. So well done to you. Imagine. <laughs> Your dad won't Enjoy be when he gets Nathan. the tickets. Well done, Nathan. Thank you. Good man, that was Nathan in Motherwell. It's 01419511025 to join in. A win's a win. They're all on. Um, oh, did you see? Did you hear the big news? Black Arthur, the league table, came out last night for Beat the Pundit. I've, I've told you about this guy before. Yeah, you have. Right. But I don't think he's been in touch. Um, Let's it, cut to the chase. Gordon Dale's brought him. Said <laughs> <laughs> with a, the happiest look on his face. Very, very confident for a man who's second bottom. I must <laughs> say, <laughs> honestly. Uh, DL bottom with a 50% win rate Keevan second bottom with a 58% win rate Look he's punching the air What sort of joy is that Miller you're in uh, Just in the European places Fourth Behind Halliday and Hannah Just they'd never get anything wrong Simon Donnelly's just edged you And then you're tucked in Well I'm surprised I only lost two I'm thinking I'm about 10 Three. in a row 
three. One twelve, lost three. Is that right? That's decent. That is decent. Uh, but you know, it's a high standard at the top. At one thirteen now, obviously. So there we go. That might. My arithmetic's not good enough. I don't know if that lifts you above Simon Donnelly, but you'll be close. I'll get in the Champions League places soon. Yeah, there we go. So Simon Donnelly was eighty-five percent. You were eighty, so that might be uh, enough to lift you up there. That um, is, by the way, it is because I've not twenty, so twenty would be five percent. So I must be eighty-six. There we go, <laughs> bang, right in the third. That's a man who's negotiated a few contracts <laughs> in his time. No, you just sense it there. What was that? Sorry, sign-on fee, goal bonus percentage. Yeah, he's got it all. He's got it all figured out. We're going to hopefully get the Rangers fans the real inside track on Eintracht Frankfurt very soon. And in fact, we can. Uh, Derek Ray very kindly uh, joins us on the line. A familiar voice for Scottish football fans. And I must say, Derek, to start on a light-hearted note, you're going to be sick of us because Rangers have drawn every Rangers team possible, which means we keep pestering you to come on this show. No, I think the truth of the matter is Rangers fans are sick of me because uh, they keep hearing me come on here and say nice things about German teams and they think that I'm I'm actually supporting these German teams. But uh, as we know, you have me on because hopefully I can talk knowledgeably about these German exactly. teams. Exactly. No, we do, Lynn. We really appreciate you coming on again because it's been it's been the story of the run and this time it's Eintracht Frankfurt. So what should Rangers fans expect? How do they compare to the other three teams that Rangers have saw off to get here? Well, I think on the one hand, it's fair to say they're not as talented as Dortmund and Leipzig, but that doesn't mean that they're not a good team. And, you know, I think the assessment before Dortmund and before Leipzig from a Rangers angle would have been that Rangers don't have players as talented as those two teams, but they found a way to win. And Frankfurt have done that throughout this competition. I mean, they've been terrific. Uh, The story that they wrote in Barcelona, for me, one of the stories of the season in European football when their fans essentially took over the stadium, 30,000 of them in the city, and many of them seemed to, to manage to get tickets. They went and beat West Ham, a Premier League team with far greater riches and resources than Eintracht Frankfurt. And so I, I actually see this as two teams who mirror each other a little bit. So it's going to be a different challenge for Rangers, whereas against Dortmund and Leipzig, they certainly in the first legs, didn't have a tremendous amount of the ball and didn't expect to have much of the ball, but they were ruthless in terms of taking their chances and capitalising on mistakes, particularly by Dortmund, and then waiting for the right moment to die Brox in the second leg after keeping the damage down in the first leg against Leipzig. So I think this will be different. I think um, Eintracht are you know, less technical, more rugged. They've got a couple of very good individuals and a bit like Rangers in Europe this season, they play as a team and that's their great strength. Now, the Bundesliga table tells you they are not officially, not even one of Germany's top teams this season, not even close, 12th at the moment. So what is it about European football that's worked so successfully this season? Well, I think you have to compare and contrast and I think you have to say that in comparison with Rangers, Eintracht have a a more difficult programme throughout the season. So, you know, they, to a sense, in a sense, have to put their eggs in one basket or the other. And it's been Europe. And, you know, there's been a drop off on the back of a lot of the European performances. And I think, you know, if we're talking fairly, and I realise I'm a Bundesliga commentator, but I'm a Scot and I'm former commentator on Scottish football. Um, you know, the Bundesliga is a high standard of football. So teams who are between, say, 8th and 13th in the Bundesliga, they're pretty comparable with Celtic and Rangers. You know, I I think that is a reasonable assessment to make. So, um, you know, they have difficult games week in, week out. If you take away Bayern and everybody wants to 
sort of beat you over the head with the fact that Bayern have won 10 titles in a row. But if you take Bayern away, the Bundesliga is one of the least predictable leagues in Europe. You genuinely don't know what's going to happen from week to week. And Frankfurt don't have the biggest squad. It's a decent squad, but once they lose two or three players and once they have the impact of a Thursday night game and then a, a Sunday game, then something does drop off. What I would say is having watched them a lot this season in their home games, and I realise this is a game at a neutral venue, but with a lot of their fans there, in their home games, they've had real trouble against teams who sit deep and stay compact and, if you like, clock the centre, almost give them the the flanks a little bit, but stay really compact in the centre. Eintracht haven't been the best side in the Bundesliga in terms of breaking that sort of team down. Um, I mean, throughout this run against the German teams, there was no Erling Haaland, which I'm sure Rangers were delighted about. Christopher Nkunku didn't have his, well, you know, he scored a fantastic goal, of course, but over the two legs, couldn't do enough to knock Rangers out. Who would be the main men that the Rangers have to be wary of on this occasion? Well, I'll give you two, and I'll give you one above all uh, others, and that would be Philip Kostic on the left. Now, you never quite know what you're going to get from Kostic, but when he's on, he's really on. And I think if you're going to talk about a direct duel uh, in the game, you know, one versus one, I think you probably are going to be talking about Philip Kostic against James Tavernier. You know, I think that is the the high profile clash and they'll be seeing a lot of each other. Kostic is a bit of an old fashioned throwback. You know, he's left footed. I don't mind saying that for me, he's in the top three deliverers of a ball in the Bundesliga. And he can be devastating when he's really on and defenders have no answer to him. Now, he does have defensive responsibilities as well because Eintracht play with a back three. And so he's got to get up and down the pitch and others sometimes have got to cover for him. But he is one who Rangers fans will very quickly, if they're not already familiar with him, will very quickly be familiar with between now and the final. The other one I would give a shout out to um, is a player who I think is very clever. He's a little bit of a late developer. Um, Daichi Kamada, a Japanese player, and he plays in this sort of halfway house position off the front and to the right a lot of the time. And um, if people are familiar with Thomas Muller, he has that same knack that Muller has of of timing his runs and not being picked up. And it just seems to be an innate knack that he has to be able to do that. And um, so Rangers will have done their homework on him. But really, a bit like Rangers, that they are mostly about the collective and the team ethic, and they're, they're very strong on that. You know that they're, they're robust. Um, they fight for each other, and I, I do think there are similarities between Eintracht and Rangers on that front. Derek, an old pal here, Hugh Kevens. How are you, Mister Kevens? How are we? Great to hear your voice. And you, Derek? Is there an enigmatic quality uh, about Eintracht Frankfurt at home in the Bundesliga four wins out of 17 but undefeated in the Europa League they seem to be two teams in one yeah I think it's fair comment as I was saying there earlier uh, in the home games especially on the back of European performances that they've sometimes struggled to, to, to break down teams and so I wonder if that's something that Rangers actually might be you know having at the back of their minds uh, you don't necessarily want to have a ton of the ball a lot of the ball against a team like Eintracht you might want to be quite reactive and let them come at you at times um, but I think a lot of it has, has come down to just the fact that 
they don't adequately replace players easily within the squad. It's a good squad, but it's not a great squad. And this is actually the problem that a lot of Bundesliga sides have at the moment. Even Bayern, they don't have the biggest, deepest squad in the entire Bundesliga. Now, Leipzig, who Rangers beat in the last round, they probably had the most rounded squad, but they couldn't come up with the answers. Um, uh, yeah, I think enigmatic is, is a good word, but they reserve their best performances for Europe. And there's something about that, you know, Hugh, because um, they speak a lot in Frankfurt about the fact that they believe that they are maybe not single-handedly responsible, but part of the reason why the Europa League is no longer on its knees. Because uh, I remember a few years ago, they brought 13,000 to a, a routine game in Bordeaux in the group stage. Uh, you'll remember 2019, they got to the semis and were maybe unlucky not to go to the final when nobody saw it coming. And this season, you know, their fans have, have been this really positive story for the most part uh, in traveling in large numbers and making a right old racket. So I, I think there's been that sort of euphoria that's carried them through. Um, and, you know, they just missed out on the Champions League last season. They've got Oliver Glasner, a new coach in this campaign, who took a little bit of time to get his message across. Then it got much better towards um, the lead up to Christmas. It's been, as you've said, hot and cold, enigmatic in the new year. But in Europe, they are transformed. And, you know, Rangers have been the same, haven't they? Yeah, Derek, you mentioned the fans, and I wonder how that side of things is, is being viewed in Germany. We've had a lot of discussion about the number of Rangers fans going, the fact that there's only 9,000 tickets, fan zones, it's not being beamed back to, to Ibrox. I understand that is happening in Frankfurt. How's that side of things looking? Yeah, I think it's a lot better uh, on that front. And in Frankfurt, there will be a, a public viewing um, arrangement, uh, in fact, inside their own stadium. So, so, and that's quite normal for big events in Germany. So, um, obviously, they're encouraging people to do that if they want to to live it uh, up close and personal without being in Spain. Um, that might be the way to do it. But still, they're expecting forty, fifty thousand to travel. And I was just seeing earlier, there are going to be two separate zones in the city set up for uh, Frankfurt and Rangers fans, respectively. Interestingly, um, the, the talk in the German media has been friendly talk, really. That there's not a sense of or feeling of animosity with regard to Rangers. And um, I remember with West Ham in the last round, that was slightly different. There was an edge to, to that semi-final tie, even before a ball was kicked. And I, I do think this comes down to the difference in perception between England and Scotland. And if you read any newspaper article, uh, as I've been doing the last few days for my colleagues here in Germany, they, they always refer to Scottish fans, and it's almost done with a sort of a, you know, friendly, jovial Scottish fans. Now, we have to hope that's the case for everybody. We have to hope that every fan who goes there is there to have a party. We also know that, you know, uh, people are going to enjoy themselves. And, you know, in the sunshine, sometimes it can be a bad mix. But, you know, I, I think there's a, an overwhelming sense that these are two clubs with shared history going back to 1960 in the European Cup. And uh, 1961, 104,000 people attended a friendly at Hamden between Eintracht and Rangers. And this was to inaugurate the floodlight system at Hamden, 1961. Somebody sent me the match programme from that the other day, which... Uh, uh, which I think is quite re remarkable that somebody kept that. Um, and so there's a kind of a feeling of, you know, these are kindred spirits, you know, two clubs who have made their name in Europe before have fallen on, I'm not going to say, you know, completely hard times, but you could certainly say that. And, 
you know, we all know about what happened to Rangers. And you can also say that, that Frankfurt had a spell where they were going up and down the, the, the top from the top division into the second division. So I, I, I think they're, they're seeing this. I think it would be fair to say they're seeing this as two teams with a lot in common. Thank you very much Derek It was a pleasure And you can rest up in the summer And just hope that No Scottish teams Play German teams next season And we won't pester you again Thanks as always Thanks John Good man Derek Ray there Giving you everything you need to know I love that in-depth stuff About Eintracht Frankfurt uh, It's now a good time To get your calls in And we could be speaking to you next Taking your calls On Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Kenny Miller are here We've got some Rangers fans lined up on the phones as well So let me very quickly give you this teaser tonight Ooh. With the departures of Rogic and Beaton Callum McGregor and James Forrest are Now the only two players still at Celtic From the Invincibles that clinched the treble against Aberdeen That Scottish Cup day that we spoke about Can you name the eight non-Scots who were in the squad that day. So there's with no Rogic and Beaton anymore, McGregor and Forrest are the only two players still at Celtic from that day, the invincible oh. treble. Um I'll spare you some of the Scots. So can you name the eight non Scots from the squad that day? Paddy Roberts. I'm wondering why he's not on this list. I think he probably should be. That's a promising start anymore, oh, Kenny. Ben Bailey. Yes. Any more? Jam? Nope. Uh, Mikael Lustig? Yes. All right, we'll leave it there and we'll get the rest. It's fulltime at Clyde1.com. Fulltime at Clyde1.com if you want to submit a question. Uh, let's bring in Tommy, who's on the line this evening. What's your point, Tommy? My point is to all these Rangers fans that's on moaning that they can't get into Ibrooks. Mm-hmm. Stop your moaning. Sit in the house with your family, your friends, or go to the pub with your mates and watch a game. Biggest game we've had in probably club's history. And they're on moaning They can't get into Ibrooks Probably people don't even go to Ibrooks They're on moaning I mean I don't don't know if we need to make those assumptions It it, it might be It might not be Tommy's ruling out the fact that it's a free country And if they want to uh, Ask for Ibrooks to be opened They're entitled to ask He's he's then entitled to tell them that they're moaning So I I don't I don't necessarily mind About You know Making the point But Tommy is it not Is there not any sort of Legitimate reason why a Rangers fan might hope that there was some event that they could go and watch it in a big communal setting and uh, something that befits the occasion is it is it really controversial to want that to happen? I understand that, but they've been told no, we're not opening my books, and then the format they can be not having a big part. But what you've got to remember, we're not the only club in Glasgow. Now, if twenty thousand, thirty thousand descended in Glasgow Green, you're most likely to get maybe ten thousand. Maybe Celtic fans want to come along and cause a bit of havoc. Not saying Celtic fans would do that, but it could happen. You know what I mean? The rival between the two. So you better just keep them all in their own houses and let them celebrate with their family, friends, which I'll be doing. Now you see, Tommy. If a journalist had said what you've just said, there'd be pandemonium. Uh, so you you cannot presuppose that there'll be trouble created by another. Club's fans So I, I, I well, To be fair I think Tommy You know Wasn't necessarily Accusing Celtic fans Is it, is it not a, He did re- do that Directly <laughs> But then when he Did you miss the bit Where he said I'm not saying Celtic fans Would do that Is there not a general Safety issue That might need to be Ironed I, I, out With, I fully the, with the council that, Or the police but, Yeah I fully understand that Because when the game Is over What do you do With 20 or 30,000 people uh, Who are then A mile away From the city centre uh, so it, it is a delicate situation But It is a European final 
Fans are entitled to ask Why the club are not opening the Ibrooks They're entitled As Kenny Miller has pointed out When there were 50,000 there a few years ago To see Rangers play Peter Head In the bottom tier of Scottish football They're just asking the question Why is this yeah. not possible at Ibrooks? Yeah, I mean Tommy enjoy it in the house That's fine But I'm sure there are others who you know, still feel that more could be done Even if I don't think anyone's pretending it would be easy Or that there aren't logistical issues It's just about no. you know, Can we find a way of overcoming them in this day and age um, Brian is also a Rangers fan Bishop Briggs Are you a moaner, Brian? Um, hiya guys uh, Thanks for taking my call um, You couldn't have timed this call any better Because I think the last caller there Was talking absolute nonsense I mean I don't know what he's on about Saying uh, we should all just stop morning sitting this. I've been I've been going to Ibrooks since I can remember since I was a wee guy, and me and my girlfriend have been to every game this season, just about anyway. And we we can't we can't make it to Seville due to work commitments. And loads of people loads of people are in the same situation. I understand that it's fine, but for him to come on and say something like that, I think is outrageous. Frankly, I'm disgusted the fact that it's not getting shown at Ibrooks. Um, I was there for the the 2008 uh, final. Um, couldn't make it down at Manchester I was only 13 at the time But I went and watched the Ibrox And for what I can remember We had a great time And we thought it was great Just all being together And I'm disgusted at Stuart Robertson I think it's I think it's a shambles And I, I saw that um, Every other team In a, a European competition is, is beaming it back to their fans And showing it at their stadiums I just don't understand How Rangers couldn't have done the same uh, What do you make of the Official reasoning given then About you know Rangers Staff essentially Need to be in Seville And therefore they can't Put that on at home Shocking Absolutely shocking I just I don't get it Why can they, why can they not hire Like an events company Or something like that Or even create a fan zone Glasgow Green Anywhere Just it's something I mean This is uh, they, they should have prepared for this Long ago Long ago with it, When they knew that we could have Potentially made it to the final This should all have been sorted And then He's talking about Or oh, just going to the pub With your mates and watch it You can't you can, you can get in I'm, I'm working till 2pm On Wednesday And um, by the time I finish work Come home Do what I need to do Everywhere will be full I saw that loads of places Are on, on a first come First serve basis So what chance have you got If they're opening At like 11am in the morning Yeah I mean Kenny I actually feel like We can merge these two points Together right So Tommy's saying Fans are moaning And Brian's putting up A good case Because you can't say that Oh these are fans That don't go to Ibrooks anyway Brian does Whether Rangers are Right or not Or, or whatever It is a shame that this is what we're talking about, you know. Five, what is it? Five <clears throat> days away from a, a Europa League final. You know, it's a shame that that's on fans' minds. Whether it's right or wrong to be the fans' minds, it is clearly, and that that is disappointing. It is, and you know, it's like sometimes it's the way you say something. something like Tommy comes on and was absolutely blunt as you like about making the point about stop moaning. I absolutely agree, and sorry, understand that the fact that there's a huge game coming up. The fact is though There's 9,000 mm. official Officially 9,000 yep. Tickets available for Rangers fans That could have sold it 10 times over All I think fans are looking for is Right okay And it's not about sitting in the house Or going to the pub It's about actually Hopefully Celebrating it together As a group of people At Ibrox And you know Glasgow Green Like I think the previous call there may, there may be Issues or certain security issues That could arise from Doing it somewhere like that But In Ibrox You said it Self-contained 40,000, mm. 30,000, 25,000, whatever it is, it has been done before. The club could have done more. You know, I understand the situations now. If it can't be done, like I said, I think we have to take it that it can't be mm. based on, I think the club would would do it. 
because the the the, the support of the, the could fans also make some money out of it. I'm sure they, he charged absolutely, absolutely the could. And again, I'm not even mentioning any financial gain or financial cost of of mm-hmm. doing it. I think the football club would have done it for the fans. There is a modern day trend that we know of, Gordon. I mean, we watched the Celtic fans after Tannadice on Wednesday night. Yeah. They're outside Celtic Park, midnight, one in the morning. Uh, and good luck to them. They're there to celebrate what was a momentous achievement mm. under Ange Postacoglu. In the modern day, that's what fans do now. They congregate. Now, if Rangers win the Europa League, it's unavoidable. Fans are going to go somewhere. Yeah. I mean, I think what's fueled this... For fans like Brian Is that comparison You know Keep talking about other The other teams are doing it And I'm sure the Rangers board Might say Well that's not a fair comparison Because it's a different country With different local authorities Different police forces Whatever um, Brian mentions You know A fan zone Doesn't have to be Ibrox We've seen the two sides Because Derek Ray was just on Telling us It is going straight back To Frankfurt's stadium So that's your Ibrox argument If you like Liverpool are doing it for 10,000 fans in the M&S Bank Arena, wherever that may be. People who are familiar with Liverpool would know, I'm not, um, for 10,000 fans. So there's your fan zone, Glasgow Green, Hydro, whatever. I know you probably can't book the Hydro at two weeks' notice, right? I accept that. Um, But yeah, we're seeing other examples, and that's why fans like Brian feel the way they do. Absolutely. It does not help Rangers that every other team that are in in the European finals are doing something for the fans that can't make the trip. In the in one of the arguments as well that Hugh says about, about Celtic fans and, and the turning up to Celtic Park, I've won leagues at Rangers where you rock you, you move you go for Tanadice or Easter Road and you go back to Ibrox. Ibrox is open. Uh-huh. Ibrox is open and there's fans inside while you go in and you celebrate the win and do your lap of uh-huh. honour and there's thousands of fans there uh-huh. and that's on the same day. You know, so I, I feel, like I said, I have to take it at face value that it is impossible for whatever reason it is, but I fully understand the frustrations of the fans because it's a special moment, it's a massive opportunity for the football club, for these players to write their names into Rangers history if they've not already done so, and they want to celebrate. And by who knows when we'll mm. ever see another Scottish team in a yeah. European final. Uh, Brian Welsh, you're on the line. I'm just going to take advantage of you and ask you about the actual football since you're here. Um, let's put our events management degrees to one side uh, and talk football because we're all expert in that I'm sure the, the audience will scoff at the suggestion uh, let's hear from Giovanni Van Bronckhurst um, he says their full focus obviously is in the Europa League final despite facing Hearts tomorrow and he expects to rotate the team at Tynecastle. well hopefully we'll win but uh, it's, uh, it's obviously we are uh, getting closer to the final you know I want it uh, the last uh, games we play in the league to to get everyone fit uh, and give minutes to be ready for the last week. So uh, for Saturday will be will be the same, but uh, you can expect some some changes with the with with the lineup. Yeah. So what are we talking, Brian? Every single member of the team for Wednesday is left out tomorrow. Is that as far as it goes? So sorry, but sorry, what do you mean there, Gordon? So tomorrow. The team is rested completely ahead of Wednesday, yeah? So no Tavernier, no Goldson, no Kent, no Alan McGregor. None of them play tomorrow. Is that the way you see it? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I mean, as, as we all know, the week's done. And, uh, credit where credit is due. Ange Postacoglu's done a great job on their thing. I get that. So, I mean, if there's nothing to play for over at Tynecastle tomorrow, which there isn't, um, full focus should be on Wednesday because it, be, it could be a monumental night. It could be written in history Wednesday night if all goes well. 
Um, I've got I've got part I've got guys at work who I work alongside, and they've said throughout the full knockout stages, no, this is going to be one step too far. I think I think this is as far as we'll go, and they keep on saying it because every time they say it, we win. So fingers crossed. Yeah, I mean, Kenny, it's not a good talking point for me to go say. Will Rangers rest players tomorrow? Everyone knows they will. Giovanni van Bronckhurst has even said they will. Is will it be that far though? You know, every single member left out. Uh, I think most, yeah, but there but may not be, necessarily all. There may be some that may feature like, Goldson again, and Tavernier because they always do. Well, they always do. But I'm actually thinking about maybe other guys that maybe need the minutes. Okay, that might be able to play themselves into that starting lineup for Thursday. Ryan Jack's been out the last couple, hasn't he? Is he has, maybe... He's missed it. I mean, I think he's not. I've not seen Ryan since the semi final, the, the second leg against Leipzig at, at Ibrox. So uh, I don't think it'll be him. To be honest with you, he's had a lot of football, and I think he's really important to the team. He'd definitely be really important on, on Wednesday night. I just think that there may be. Well, it, it all depends. Is Geo set on what team he's going to play? You know, and if he is, then he can make that call. You know, if he's not, then. He's got a he's got a few decisions to make. Does he use the game as minutes to maybe see and decide on these final two, uh, maybe two or three positions, or as he set in his mind, he thinks you know what? Like you said, there everything is now on Thursday night, and everything will be done to make sure that eleven that start on sorry Wednesday night, that eleven that start on Wednesday night are not playing, and they will be in the prime physical condition I mean, to go is, and win this Europa it, League. It's literally a dead rubber, Kenny, yeah. because Hearts are third, nailed on. Rangers are second yeah, they might do the same actually ahead yeah, of the cup final. it's the worst possible dress rehearsal for a cup final because Rangers have a European final to play on the Wednesday and Hearts they've got plenty of injury problems that they've dealt with for a long number of weeks now John Souter etc etc so it's come at the worst possible time um, unless you're Andy Halliday and you need to get gathering the minutes because he's just back from injury so it's good for him I got a wee rest at the end of the game the other night when Motherwell went on to win and clinch European football. We've not really heard much from him since, so I'll have a wee, have a wee word at some point. Uh, right, thank you to Brian. Enjoy next week, whatever it holds for you. That was Brian and Bishop Briggs. Really nice to hear from you. Um, you're right, Hugh. Patrick Roberts should be on the list. Yep. Uh, so that's fine. We had him, no problem. Uh, with the departure of Rogic and Beaton, only McGregor and Forrest remain at Celtic from the Invincible treble winners at... Hamden against Aberdeen Can you name the nine Non-Scots from that day So you've got Lustig You've got Dembele You've got Roberts Toure No It doesn't appear to have Been involved in the squad that day Boyata Who? Boyata Dedrick Boyata Was Yes Scott Sinclair Yes Doris De Vries Yes on the bench Well done We'll get the rest uh, Of the answers next Let me run this past you first Clyde One Super Scoreboard Golden Goals Right, we've been talking all week about the price of tickets to Seville The price of flights The price of following any team, whatever team you support Well, imagine this A Super Scoreboard listener is going to be At least £34,000 richer in eight days' time Just by sending one text how good does that sound? There is no real catch here. Just over a week to go for someone to get their hands on the money. It is Clyde One Super Scoreboard's Golden Goals. And basically, we started chucking money into a pot every time Celtic or Rangers scored. We did it in January. We're looking at round about £250 or £500 a goal. And we're already at thirty-four grand. Whoa. Hugh Keevens. We're wonderful. It has been incredible. And of course, they both play this weekend. Uh, Rangers, in case you hadn't noticed, they've got two big games next week. 
as well So that 34 grand could be a lot bigger And if you want to win it You're running out of time Text GOAL to 61025 G-O-A-L to 61025 £2 to text Plus a standard message rate over 18s only And the full terms and online entry Are at Clyde1.com Lines close 6pm Saturday the 21st of May So for your chance to be the winner Text GOAL to 61025 for football in Glasgow and the West 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Kenny Miller are here It's 0141-951-1025 We've got a full-time teaser to finish We've got a weekend to preview And we have a massive game About to kick off in our broth, Hugh Keevans It's our broth against Inverness Cali Thistle It is nil-nil on aggregate So whoever wins tonight Played to a finish then takes on St Johnston for a spot in the Premiership, yeah. our top table next season. What a night it's going to be in our broth. Looking at the television pictures, magnificent crowd. I just said to Kenny Miller, there can't be any left in the streets of our broth. They're all inside that ground, or the only ones who are not inside the ground are inside the famous Tutty's Nuke pub across the road. Uh, the people of our broth have turned out. It's a marvellous spectacle. Dick Campbell resplendent. And wearing the bonnet, looking magnificent. Dodgy looks like a bag of washing, but uh, the, the, it's going to be a great occasion. I'm really looking forward to it, Kenny. Certainly going to go up the road and get the feet up. Goggle box only to wait on a Friday night. That's the Friday night ritual, but this is um, this is the only show in town tonight. What an occasion. Yeah, it's, a, it's an amazing story, obviously. They're both candy finish the job off that they've looked so likely that we're going to achieve over the course of the season. Got uh, three games. Uh, before achieving or can Inverness get back to the top flight you know and Dodgy's done a good job up there to get them in the playoffs initially and he'll want to finish that off as well knowing him so yep brilliant occasion two teams that will be wanting it desperately a beautiful summer's night in our broth by oh, the looks of it it did um, look a bit windy I've well, seen Dodgy's hair or what's the, left that's it. the standard um, at Gayfield certainly right let's look at this teaser before we go any further it's got a wee story attached to it this one I keep reading it every time with the departures of Rogic and Beaton McGregor and Forrest are now the only two players still at Celtic from the Invincibles that clinched the treble with a Scottish Cup final victory against Aberdeen. Can you name the nine non-Scots from the squad that day? Boyata, Lustig, Sinclair, De Vries, Dembele, Roberts. Johnny Hayes? No. Dial McGinn? He not only wasn't at Celtic, he scored for Aberdeen. Oh, oh well. Oh, just the wrong year then, yep. Dial McGinn then? No. No? Getting worse Semirovic Yes Any more for any more You've got, you got two to get two Oh that's plenty We'll get them before the end of the show Not a problem at all 01419511025 If you would like to get in touch Pick up the phone And let us know I mean Hugh I don't like saying meaningless games Dead rubbers I guess tomorrow Ross County will, um, Dundee United Sorry Will feel like They can they can gain I don't think yeah. Many people will fancy Motherwell to go to Celtic Park And get anything no. On trophy day So if Dundee United Can Even get a point Against Ross County That would Put them above Motherwell And back into fourth Which I think gets you One qualifier less For the, the Conference League Apart from Motherwell Not having the quality That Celtic possess I think uh, There's a chance That they'll be swept away In the tidal wave Of emotion tomorrow Because Celtic Have got the league they will receive the hero's welcome as champions and it will be the day of high emotion because of Tom Rogic near Beaton. So I, I can't see Motherwell get anything. And also Celtic are the only team in the league 
With a, an invincible record at home They've lost no games mm. at home at all this season So they want to go out on that high note as well Ross County and Dundee United brings together Malky Mackay, a contender for Manager of the Year And Tam Courts, mm. who's performed wonders with Dundee United It'll be a heck of a match I, I, I'm not, from this distance, certain who will get the points It looks mm. to me a classic draw so what you're telling me is Graham Alexander should have been nominated for Manager of the Year if he's two places above Malky Mackay, no? Is that not how it works? No. Hmm, funny that. Strange. Well, there's been a lot of that this year with these votes, isn't there? The fact that Robin Nielsen's... Not been mentioned anyway. Scottish Cup final. Potentially can win the Scottish Cup, you know, so... It's uh, aye. There's been there's been a lot of contenders. I mean, Giovanni could win the, could win the Europa League and Scottish Cup and wasn't, mm. wasn't in it either. I'm only at the wind-up a little bit. Yeah. Like, you know, there's there's a... Just a wee bit um, But yeah I think Kenny look Full strength Motherwell Against decimated Celtic Possibly wouldn't have much of a chance anyway I think Motherwell have had this bug They've had to patch up Kevin Van Veen And chuck him on A couple of times to go and You know rescue games They're in Europe Whether it's 4th or 5th So you get the feeling tomorrow's mostly about Trophy day And a goodbye for Rogic And uh, Beaton Absolutely will be again You would expect like Like uh, Hugh said there The, the occasion uh Again, complete pressure off. You'd expect the players of Celtic to turn up. The what again? You, you're getting the trophy no matter what, but still, mm. you still don't want to take it, lift that trophy after losing a game of football, you know. So it's. Uh, I would expect Celtic to go and get the result, and then it'll be decided can Dundee United get the points to to jump back in the fourth. That's the only thing yeah. left to be decided. Yeah, Ross County, Dundee United, Hearts, Rangers. I'm not sure it can even be described as a dress rehearsal when the cra- the cast is not going to be the same. No, Hugh, that wouldn't qualify, would it? No, as I say, very interesting. I mean, half the Rangers fans have already gone to Seville. Uh, so, interesting to see the crowd and how much intensity there is to the fixture when they're both walking on eggshells. Uh, still goalless, five minutes gone, or both Inverness. Let's speak to Andy quickly on the line. Andy, what's your thoughts then? Early thoughts ahead of Wednesday? How are you doing, guys? Yeah, no, I, I used to be a bit worried about... Uh, I don't think Ruth's actually going to make the final. I was saying to you, I've tried going to Wednesday night actually, uh, and Ryan Jack's a worry, but I was going to ask Kenny. So if Ruth doesn't make it, who do you think you'll go? Would you think you'll go a Rebo or Sakala up front? Kenny? I think a Rebo. I just think he's uh, he's done the role really, really well, I think, uh, and he's been effective and uh, over the last two or three games that he's been asked to play. I think uh, Rangers' best spell across in Leipzig was 20 minutes in the second half when he was up there and. He gave us more of a platform to get the ball into him. He hold up. He's really good. Uh, I mean, I've said it many times on this show. I think he's very similar to Rogic in the way he takes the ball in. He uses his body so well. He always keeps the ball away from the pressure, wherever that pressure may be. Really good awareness about uh, about where it's coming from, and he's got the good technique to hold up, hold the ball up. And he and he does play these with the, with the with his back to goal a lot anyway in his, in his normal game. So it's nothing really new to him when the ball's coming up to him and he's receiving it. So I think it would be a rebo. Uh, aye, definitely. So. Kimar Roof Andy says he doesn't think he'll make it on Wednesday do, do you actually get your clue to that tomorrow? I mean I assume he's not going to play Because it was only yesterday James Tavernier uh, James Tavernier Giovanni Van Bronckhurst said That he hasn't even trained and he's, not, he's not back training So if he doesn't feature at all tomorrow Which it sounds like he won't What kind of part could he, could he play on Wednesday anyway? Well that he, he's maybe one player If he is fit 
this game might be decent yeah. for him to get some minutes in. He so didn't even he's train not, up till yesterday. Yeah, so I, I, I would. I don't think you'll see him even involved in a squad. Yeah, what tells you about? Sorry, just quickly. Does that suggest he Wednesday's a no go? It may, be the, it may be the case that Kamar Roof had never had any chance of making it mm. But Giovanni Van Bronckhurst, on top of Morelos, does not want to make that public announcement about mm. Kamar Roof why, why deflate anything? You know, everything's upbeat uh, Just to leave that little mystery, will he make it, will he not? Uh, rather than say, look, he's got no chance Maybe, yeah. they're, maybe they're just keeping it in-house Ryan Jack, by all accounts, is ahead of Kamar Roof, certainly, Andy would he be the only one Would he need a bit of game time tomorrow Whilst everyone else is getting wrapped in cotton wool Or do you just keep him patched up Well I don't know It's hard one He's maybe game Maybe 20 minutes or something Just to get him out and running uh, You know what I mean Because obviously Come Wednesday night I mean Steve Davis and Alan McGregor They'll be desperate to win that final I mean they, they two have served us so well All season And already over the years So Ryan Jack I just don't know You know if he just He's been injured And then you put him in In a cup final It's a hard one to say Yeah it's going to be fascinating To build up for sure Looking at the, the possibilities And who's in and who's out Thank you to Andy PR uh, says on Twitter The game against Hearts Is that much of a dead robber Robbie Nielsen is letting John Suter play with Rangers Free <laughs> trial Ahead of next season uh, The playoffs are underway in League One by the way Now you may remember That Edinburgh City Were 2-0 up On Annan from the first leg Within 20 minutes It's level Annan have Ooh. come out And blitzed it early on And gone 2-0 up So we're levelling that one Still nothing doing Between our both Inverness uh, And tomorrow uh, Airdrie Queen's Park Poised one all From the first leg And it looks likely That Cowdenbeath The Blue Brazil Will drop out altogether Of the SPFL Because Bonnie Rigros Are 3-0 up From the first leg But you never know Morris Ross might have a big team talk in there Might turn things around And uh, it would be quite an occasion if they manage it So we'll keep an eye on them Tomorrow afternoon Obviously big night at A big afternoon I should say at Celtic Park Tomorrow trophy day And a goodbye to Tom Rogic and Nier Beaton The game is sold out If you're sad that you're going to miss it Well here's your six minute warning You've got six minutes left Text the word Celtic to 84901 And you could win a pair of tickets At the same time as donating £5 to Cash for Kids What's not to like about that? So line's closing Five and a half minutes now Eight o'clock The winner will be drawn at nine The text costs a standard message Plus an optional £5 charity donation And the full T's and C's Are at Clyde1.com Before we go anywhere Hugh Keevans You've got two more Of the non-Scots who were part of the squad when Celtic clinched the invincible treble against Aberdeen in the Scottish Cup. There's hardly anyone left. Christopher Ayer. No. Oh. Would you believe? Eric Sviachenko. Eric Sviachenko is on there. Well done. Which means you've got one more to get. So, Simunovic, Boyata, Lustig, Sinclair, De Vries, Sviachenko, Dembele, Roberts. One more. And if I put a £1 charity bet on with myself for Cash for Kids That this would be the last one that you didn't get I would be in the money Because this is the toughest for sure You all out, you get nothing Or both, I've got a bit of defending to do Inverness or through But I think the ball just wouldn't quite sit right uh, And are both do recover I think we're at the close stage Yeah Okay Well he's not, not a starter obviously He was a backup fullback. Okay, that's not a backup right back. Kenny Miller's nodding, which means he's yeah, I'm, I'm he's not getting there. Gamboa, yes, Christian Oof. Gamboa. 
How long would you How long would we have had to extend the show, Hugh, for you to get that? I'd forgotten he even played for the club <laughs> Christian Gamboa We barely knew him uh, Anyway, we're almost there Still nothing doing between our both and Inverness Ten minutes gone, goalless there Bit of an end-to-end start It's going to be an exciting game Whatever happens, we will look back on it tomorrow And we'll know which one of these teams takes on St Johnson For the last remaining spot in the top flight Next season Celtic v Motherwell Trophy day Goodbye to Rogic and Beaton Hearts Rangers The worst dress rehearsal of all time For a Scottish Cup final They've both got other things on their minds uh, Ross County Dundee United's a cracker as well Can either of them overtake Motherwell uh, Or sorry Can Dundee United overtake Motherwell Into fourth spot So still football to be played tomorrow We look forward to it We're here at 12 o'clock Remember these are earlier kickoffs tomorrow So we're here at 12 o'clock Hugh Keevens, Gordon DL, Mark Wilson And the top team I'll even dig out the pre-season predictions To see who got them right And who got them horrendously wrong I'm not looking at you Hugh Keevens So we'll do that tomorrow afternoon And in the meantime GBX Anthems up next